beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Girth. Thank you, Jason, for taking some time during Fan Expo to talk about comics and Batman, of course. Awesome. No yeah. problem. No problem. I want to start at the, uh, the classic beginning. So what was the kind of gateway comic book for you that kind of got you into comic books? What led you down this dark path? <laughs> Yeah, uh, for me, I, the book that really struck me uh, was Batman Hush by oh Jeff yeah. Loeb and Jim Lee. I had collected comics before that, and I had read X-Men and stuff like that. But when I saw that book, it, that was when it all kind of clicked, and that was you know, the moment where I thought, yeah, you know, like drawing like that and drawing comic books like that would be would be really awesome. Like that would be a, a goal for maybe in the future. And, and um, I just love the artwork and the big, bold look that Jim Lee had. And that's something that I've tried to always chase in my own artwork is, you know, going back, trying to get that feeling that he had when I first read that book. Um, so that was, that was really the first, when I read that book, it was like, yeah, I think I know what I would like to do, but I didn't think it would actually be a, you know, I could actually ever accomplish it. That was the, you know the the tough part but uh, yeah where were you at that point were you like at stick figures and scribbles still or were you like you didn't have to tell people this was a turtle like when you drew something no yeah i i was able to i was always able to draw well uh, ever since you know even as a little kid my mom used to joke that you know they buy me coloring books and i wouldn't color i'd just rip the page out flip it over and draw on the back <laughs> of the paper you know want i wanted to draw my own characters you know, I, at that point, I was I was drawing and I was doing a lot of cartooning, uh, and my art was a lot more cartoony at that time. But uh, after seeing that, it was kind of like that's how I think a comic book should look. And then I tried to ape that style, and I started to learn more and and get into anatomy and and design and facial expressions and all that kind of stuff. Kind of came out of that. Mm -hmm. Were you just influenced by comic books, or were there other like painters or uh, cartoons or anything else that kind of any sort of visual medium that kind of influenced you as well as you started to kind of pick up comic books and stuff and decide to go down this path? Yeah, uh, for for me, it all started I think with movies. Um, watching a lot of movies as kids, uh, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, like. I loved filmmaking and I loved storytelling through the visuals, right? And uh, cartoons, Batman the Animated Series, the old X-Men show. Uh, I, I loved cartoons. I loved video game art and stuff. Even though back when I was a kid, it was a lot of pixel stuff. <laughs> yeah, the Super Atari Mario stuff. And yeah. that. Oh, that kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so that, that, uh, that was kind of the beginnings. And then, uh, um, you know, later on down the line when I was getting... Uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a living and w if I wanted to go off to school or whatnot it was you know I, I wanted to either do filmmaking or I thought like animation because the animation was kind of a, a mix of filmmaking and uh, illustration um, and and comic books was always like I would love to draw comics but again I didn't actually think it could be accomplished it didn't like it seemed like it would be an impossible task like how could I ever draw that well that I could get a job working in the comic book industry and not even just a job in the comic book industry but to work on batman too yeah. like that's uh, like a lot of people can get into the comic industry quote unquote but to work end up working on like batman or spider-man or some of the bigger characters yeah you know that's that's been a major blessing that i've you know i've been very thankful for because for me it was always batman ever since i was a kid batman batman and i thought you know i'm gonna have to work 20 years in this industry before i could ever even get asked to draw a page with Batman <laughs> yeah. and yet the first project I ever did ever as a professional was drawing an issue of Superman Batman so mm -hmm. I got to draw Batman immediately 
And every book I've ever done for DC up to this day for the last seven years has included Batman somewhere on a page somewhere. And so it's been one of those things where it's like that was a dream and it's kind of it's all kind of happened and I've been flooded with that dream. Yeah. <laughs> so that's amazing. So what is it about Batman? Is it the ears? Is it the justice? Like, what is it that kind of resonates with you uh, with Batman? And obviously, this is kind of like you as a kid enjoying Batman now or you as an adult. Uh, enjoying Batman, it's kind of like a long love affair, right? So it's got to have evolved too over time. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I think for me, it's all the visual of it, right? It's this this dark, kind of brooding guy, in a dark costume. I think he's got the coolest costume, you know. Maybe he's got the ears. Yeah, the ears. You know, I think Wolverine has an equ- has a really cool costume too. But it's just, you know, for me, it was always Wolverine and Batman. I I also think I'm I'm not like Batman in any way. I'm I'm. I'm not a violent guy. I, you know, when I played hockey, I never wanted to fight or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was like Batman is, I think, almost like a release in some way. It's like what I, you know, what the inner anger comes out when you're drawing Batman. But as a kid, I think it was a lot of the visual. Uh, I started watching reruns of the Adam West show. That was my first introduction to Batman. And then I saw the Michael Keaton movie when I was probably eight or nine. And it was like, what is this? Like yeah. it's totally the opposite, but yeah. I love the the mask and I love the shadows and and how tough he looked and that just really spoke to me and uh, it still speaks to me and I and it, I, again it's uh, being a I'm a, I'm a visual person so everything is a lot of the visuals is what attracts me to a character and then the the character <laughs> characteristics of that character is kind of come second and third but uh, yeah. And does it surprise you to also end up working on uh, Batman or even a DC Comics coming out of like Windsor? Hmm. Like, because do you feel like the geography was kind of like at a, you're almost at a disadvantage? Like, because you're not even in Toronto, like you're not in Michigan either. No. So you're like. I grew up in a small farm town of 3,000 people called Harrow, which is about 30 minutes south of Windsor. And I live now in a small town called Kingsville along uh, Lake Erie. Like, I, it's the the Batman universe is the total opposite <laughs> of what I grew up in and even what I feel safe in. You know, when I come to a city, uh, when I go to cities, I, it's like, it's odd for me. I don't, I don't necessarily like it. I like the wide open rural area, but again, maybe that's something that it's just that adventure of, of a different kind of place, a, a, a dark, scary kind of place that attracts me to that. Um, you know, and, and again, like you mentioned coming from Windsor, like as a kid growing up, you think there's no way I'll ever work in comics. I come from a small town of Harrow. I, I live, my grandparents were all farmers and, you know, uh, you know, how, how, what kind of a chance am I going to have? But then, um, for me, it was my mentor, David Finch, who, who lives in Windsor Mm -hmm. and he came and spoke to our class one time. And I thought, you know, here's this guy lives in Windsor. And he draws, at that time, he was, he was drawing the Avengers for Marvel. And I thought, if he can do it, yeah. maybe I can do it too. Yeah, he's another one with like kind of a really dynamic, unique style and kind of like in your face. It's almost Kirby-esque how much action and stuff mm-hmm. there is with his work. Yeah, and, and David, he took me under his wing and, and uh, you know, mentored me you know, at the beginning there. And he helped me get a job and taught me a lot about how to draw and uh you know i was i'm really thankful to him for doing that and uh, a lot of my art originally aped a lot of his style and it took me a while to kind of find my own thing but you know his his art was it was like jim lee and then it was like david finch and david like i was always attracted to his art style and always wanted to draw that that kind of look 
you have a faith and you've kind of talked a little bit about this on like social media and stuff like that. Did that also kind of sustain you or kind of give you that vision too? Because sometimes people who pray or whatever, they get a vision or an image and stuff. And so uh, you as a visual person too, that might have been something that kind of sparked and kind of led you down this path. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it actually, a lot of that is, is very important in my whole journey. I, I was actually, after I finished uh, school for animation, I felt like, like God was telling me to go off and go to Bible college and everybody thought I was crazy, but I felt like that was what I needed to do. And I, I kind of gave up on the dream of being an artist. And I went to the, uh, this Bible college up in uh, Owen sound, Ontario, very small, but I was blessed with so much there. I met my wife there and I felt a renewed sense of like chasing my dreams, but like not doing it for selfish reasons, but instead just doing you know, doing it for wanting to, you know, draw good and, and do good art and, and try to reach out to people that way. And, and, uh, I prayed a lot about it and I just felt like, like God was closing the door for me for a lot. And then all of a sudden it was like, God, if this is what you want me to do, open the door. And then it was like the doors were being busted down. That's when I met David Finch six months later, I'm working for DC. So you know, and, and that's something that sustained me through a lot of even the tough deadlines and stuff. There's a lot of stuff you don't see that's kind of behind the scenes of comics. And a lot of it's deadlines, a lot of it's self-sacrifice. You know, you, your family makes a big sacrifice when you're working seven days a week and you can't go away on a weekend, yeah. you know. And, and uh, so there's always that that kind of sustains you and brings you through. And I've always said that, you know, every, every day I'm very thankful for, for the job I have and being able to chase a dream. And, uh, you know, and, and one day maybe, maybe God will say, Hey, I want you to go do something else. And I'll say, all right, cool. You Mm -hmm. know, you know, so we'll see. You mentioned too, like working like at DC with Batman. So what is it like when you have different writers and stuff and they give you script? Uh, do you like a lot of like direction and stuff like that? Or do you like the the writer kind of be more loose and just like Batman crashes into a skylight and then you're kind of free to kind of visualize whatever it is. Kind of like a middle ground. I've worked on scripts where they literally give you like, it's like one page and it just says page one, yeah. this has to happen. And now you have to come up with uh, five panel. Do I do it in five panels? Do it in four panel? I don't like that. I like it when the, the writer just says panel one, Gotham city at night. Yeah. We see a moon panel two. We see the shadow of Batman moving across the moon. Just enough that it allows me to visually see what he wants. Um, working with Jeff Johns on justice league was really great. Mm-hmm. he, he gave me just enough info, but also allowed me as an artist to tell the story the way I kind of wanted to. And then every once in a while, he'd be like, Jay, I really want you to try and capture this. This is how I want the movement. The character should be moving from this side to this side, and the punch should be happening this way because that's important for the next page or something. You know, and then it was like, okay, cool. I can see what you want. Um, I like that kind of, I like being part of the collaboration of a book. I don't like just being dictated what to do. I want to kind of be part of it and, and be able to say, Hey, you know what? I think this page would work better if we did four panels instead of five panels or six panels instead of five panels. And, and a lot of the writers are very open to that. And reading all these scripts too, is it, is it influencing you to become a writer? One day I would like to, I, I have ideas and, and I have kind of characters I, I think as a creative person you want to especially as a comic book person you you feel confident after a while that maybe I could do something and it would you know I, I would just like to do it just to try it like could I write a story and maybe it'll start off as just uh, write a little short story for one of the DC characters or something but 
right now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of seeing where that could go. And, uh, um, it's something in there, but I think for me, it's always been more of the visual thing. I'm good at, I'm good at coming up with a visual idea, but I think, I don't really think like a writer a lot, you know, like I was just having a discussion today with a writer that I might be doing a little project with. And it was just like, I would have never thought of, of the way you pitched that story. I would have probably never thought of that. Yeah. You know, to me, it would have been something different because of the visuals would be more important than necessarily the story. So that, that might be something I'll have to fight through and learn, but I'd like to do it one day. But working on Batman, though, is it hard to kind of come up with these dynamic images, too? Because Batman's been around for 75 years now. He's crashed through so many skylights. <laughs> He's had I don't know how many Batmobiles. And like, yes, it is. is it, it's, it must be a lot of pressure then to come up with that iconic now image or some some sort of hook. Yeah, it is. It is. And and a lot of times, you know, you look through, I look through a lot of old comics and try to see what people have done in the past. And sometimes you try to ape some of that because, hey, there's, you know, there's, there's certain ways to draw really powerful images and they've been done a million times. And it's just like, well, you kind of put your own spin on it. Uh, but then other, other times, you know, you, you, you find something and it just clicks. And uh, sometimes it's just something simple. It is tough. That, that's that's probably the toughest part of the job is, is coming up with an original piece. There really is nothing that's original anymore. It's You're just kind of jumping off the back of Jack Kirby or Jim Lee or, or you know, these different artists that have come before you. And, and you're, you know, you, you try to do your own thing, but at the same time, you're it's all been done. How can I tweak it ever so slightly so that it's a little more original? I think that's kind of the way you have to think. Um, but I find a lot of times for me, it's just go with your gut. Like if I read a script and I see it in my head, like it just pot that that's the way I think I have to go for it because it's just, that's the natural urge. This is how that page should be told or that image should be told. And then you just do it and you don't really worry about it. Yeah. I find some artists do struggle with that. They don't always go with their gut. And I always wonder why. Cause it's like, if you, if your spider sense is going off, I know it's a different character, yeah. but if your spider sense is going off, it's like, listen to the spider sense. I, and, and when I first started in the industry, what I used to do is I'd get a script and I would sit there and I would d get a sketchbook and I would literally lay out every single page of that book. Go, go through the script and lay, okay, I'm going to draw this panel here. And, this. and I think I needed to do that at that time in order to learn a little bit about storytelling and how I wanted to tell the story. But then I found that I would second guess everything I did. So now... Uh, I know a lot of comic artists would probably, you know, rail me for saying this, but now I read the script once, I get a kind of an idea of everything, and then when I go to, at the beginning of the day, when I go to draw the page, that's when I, I read, the, read the script, I might read the next page to see kind of where it goes, and I lay it out and I go with my gut. And 9 out of 10 times, 9.9 out of 10 times, I'm happy with it, and I don't change it. And because it's just like, that's, what first thing comes to mind, that's what it needs to be. And then I, I find I'm not second guessing and I'm not erasing and I'm not changing. And uh, I know a lot of guys like to pre-plan out everything. I'm the opposite. I need to keep it fresh every day. Are you listening to music too or podcasts or like what's your, what's your go-to uh, sound? Yeah, music, podcasts. Sometimes it's Netflix and movies or documentaries. Uh, just and sometimes it's just quiet like sometimes it's like I just need quiet right now but it, it changes usually through a book I'll go through I'll go through stages where all I want to do is listen to podcasts and people talk and then other times it's like I really need to listen to some loud music here or something mm -hmm. you know to get me in the mood but uh, yeah it, it's often changing and, and moving with with what I'm drawing 
you dictate like so if you know you're gonna write like a batman action sequence do you put like loud music to kind of set the mood almost like score a movie in a sense S sometimes yeah sometimes i remember i remember when i was drawing some superman stuff i would put on the john williams superman theme oh. just to kind of get you i mean you, when you're laying it out you're trying to you hear those sounds in your head anyway so sometimes i did that but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know if you know. I'd have to pay attention and see. Like, if I'm drawing a fight scene, and I, am I listening to like heavy rock music or something that's more yeah. violent sounding? I don't. I don't really know. I'm probably listening to some. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know, I'm probably watching cartoons or something at that time, and it doesn't really match up. But yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to pay attention and see if I actually do that. I want to go back to your faith for a moment, though. Jesus spoke a lot about justice, one of his big themes. And Batman, and a lot of comic books too, they are kind of uh, a little bit outside the system and they're uh, fighting for justice. Is that an obvious connection or am I making, uh, am I making a leap? Yeah, a leap I, of faith? I think that's in there, but uh, I think a lot of comic books over the ages have kind of been, you know, if you look at a lot of the stories in the Bible and stuff, it's like there's a lot of David and Goliath kind of stories in comics and... There's, uh, you know, there's even, you know, takes on Samson and, and these kinds of things are throughout there. Um, you know, great, great stories and great storytelling from history, I think, comes back around and I think it works its way into influencing the stories of today. And I think that's I think that's really cool. And, and uh um, I think you'll always kind of see those things. I and and again, you know, when you look at the when you look at the layout of the Bible, it's a good versus evil story and good wins in the end kind of thing. And I think that's you know, comic books are about that. It's that it's it's about that um, the triumph of light. Yeah, and and yeah, and and the hope that that good people will stand up against evil when the time is needed and 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 fight for truth and justice and all those kinds <laughs> of things yes. right right with their underwear on the outside yes with their <laughs> underwear on the outside because that's the way it, it should be so yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'll close with the classic question though like do you have any you mentioned a project you were just talking to somebody at fan expo a writer like do you have any kind of projects you can talk about or something that's brewing or that um yeah you're allowed to to speak about or yeah well uh, right now i've been doing some covers for the Dark Knight's Metal uh, series that's kind of going on the big DC event right now. I can't really talk about future projects right now. They're all sort of hush-hush and, and uh, not, uh, you know, they'll be revealed eventually. But I got, I got some really cool kind of things brewing on the horizon and it, uh, the DC is going to keep me busy for the next couple of years. That's You're staying sure. with DC, right? I, I love working for DC Comics and I haven't, I still feel like I haven't explored all of the different characters. I still want to do my Batman. I've drawn lots of Batman stuff, but I've never drawn the Batman story I want to tell. And uh, what does that mean exactly? Like, well, like you something know, like Hush. You mean yeah, like every every all the great Batman artists have that. You know, there's Tim Sale with Long Halloween. You yeah. know, there's yeah Jim Lee with Hush. There's all the Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder stuff that, that we've seen. That was an awesome run. And yeah, and it's like I I don't feel like I've drawn a lot of Batman stuff, but I never feel like I've drawn the Batman story that I was meant to draw. And so I'm still looking for that, and that's something I hope to do in the future. And there's other characters at DC I would love to explore. Superman. Uh, I really want to draw Swamp Thing. He's one of always been one of my yeah. favorites. He's just such a I don't know great visual character and. And Wonder Woman, I really enjoyed drawing Wonder Woman on Justice League, and I'd love to explore that character again in the future. So there's so many opportunities. It's just finding the time to actually sit down and be able to work on it, all those characters. Yeah, when you talk about like finding like an iconic Batman story too, is there a certain like um, 
Is there certain elements or something that you're looking forward to? Because you've worked on, obviously, some Batman. So is there something that you feel like you can tell right away from when you read the script that this is going to be an iconic, like this is going to be another Hush or Long Halloween or something that's going to go in the, the must-read Batman canon? Or I, like I think I think with a lot of comics... And when you look at DC's greatest comics, a lot of them are standalone stories that you don't need to read. Like Hush was within Batman, right? It was like, I forget what issues, 890 something or whatever. But you could pick up Batman Hush number one, first issue of that series, and read all through it, and you got a complete story. You didn't need to read 50 plus years of Batman to understand it. Same with Long Halloween. It was kind of like. Yeah, here's a here's a cool story, and we're gonna tell it within Detective Comics or whatever it was in. And uh, but it's a standalone story. You can pick it up, you can read it, and then when it's done, it has a, a, a beginning, middle, and end. And you don't need to read now. Like that. That's the kind of thing I I'm looking for when it comes to stories and and books that I'm gonna work on. That's what we tried to do with with Justice League, with Dark Side War. Even though it was like the end of Jeff's run on Justice League, he pitched it as. I want it to be a story where you could pick it up at the beginning, and even if you just have a little bit of knowledge about who these characters are, by the end, it's a, it's a complete story. You'll get it. And I was like, that's what attracts me to a lot of these stories and a lot of these books. And so that's, that's something I am kind of want to do when it comes to Batman. I want to do a standalone sort of Batman. It can be within continuity and all that, but that's kind of that's the number one thing. And I think number two is just a good story. It's got to be a good story. And and it's got to be a story that's going to attract you and want want the reader to come back and read the next issue and the next issue. And I got to find out how this is going to end. And um, the story, the story for me is important. The visuals will come. I can make the visuals look cool no matter you know what you give me. But the story has to be there. There has to be some heart. Has to be a little bit of emotion. Stakes, high stakes. High stakes, and and how do you do that? It's been Batman's been around for what seventy five years yeah. now, more than that. And it's like, but writers keep seem they keep trying to find that, and they keep succeeding. I mean, like I was mentioning, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, they did a great run on Batman, and every every storyline they did had that high stakes and kept you wanting to come back and. You know, those are the kinds of things that I'm I'm looking for in, in any project I choose. Batman and Superman are there I always find they're like guitars, right? Everyone has the same guitar and your your job as a band is to come up with some new harmony or some new rhythm or some new chord or something that like you get the same thing, right? And Batman is just like everybody inherits the Batcave and Alfred and uh, the Batmobile and those kind of Gotham those kind of common elements is like here's these Lego blocks. Now go build something. And some people are obviously like we mentioned, like uh, Snyder and Capullo. Some people are really successful. And like yeah, I can build all kinds of stuff with this, right? Mm -hmm. And take the same elements. And other people kind of struggle a little bit, right? And it's the same thing, like because yeah. Batman's been around for so long. There's gonna be some turkeys, but when the winners come out, those are solid winners. And uh, you, uh, interesting thing you were saying there is like Batman's one of those characters where he works in so many different levels. You can go ultra dark. But you can also go Adam West goofy, and it still works. It's it's such an odd like I don't really know too many other series or characters that you can shift the character from one extreme to the other, and yet it still works. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's part of why Batman has just been so great. You know, you can come in and you can tell a very simple, happy story. You can make it goofy, and it works. You can tell super dark and serious, and it works. You can do something in the middle. It works, you know, and the characters, he's, he's got, Batman has the best, you know, cast of characters. Nobody comes close to the villains. It's so iconic. And, uh, Do you have a favorite villain? 
We got to close on this. Joker now. and probably Mr. Freeze. I love them all, though. Yeah. I mean, the Penguin's great. I, oh, know, yeah, I, you can have the Penguin. I'm not a big Penguin fan. I like the old school Penguin okay. from the Adam West show. That was, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because that was the one I grew up with. But, uh, yeah, there's every villain's great in their own way, and they have their own sort of thing. But uh, the Joker, I mean, he's – I think the Joker is awesome. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. We got to end there. there. So because uh, we started with Hush and now we went full circle to the Joker. Right. There you so go. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time, no Jason, problem. and just kind of talking comics and uh, faith and just hanging out. Awesome. So, thank thank you. you very much.